Welcome to It All Boils Down to This, the podcast where father and son take the kitchen table arguments and heated discussions from their home directly to yours. Jim and Jack Boyle will explore the world as only they can. We might even let a few guests join the fun. So sit back, choose a side, watch the water temperature rise, and enjoy stimulating generational conversation about sports and life. Discord, David Imador, glad to have you on the show. That is um, Libertine, I think, correct, Jack? Yes, it is. That's like what we did live with the band down in uh, Pennsylvania with Mom and Papa's house. Uh, David, that, that's his smash hit. That was. I think he did a good job. The only problem with that one, I think it's about his ex-wife. So uh, uh, he's uh, remarried with children now, and I know he just moved into his new house, too. So, again, Core Discord, it's on Spotify. His name is David Imador. Really appreciate uh, stealing his music. Not really stealing it. We're borrowing it. We're getting some air time in. I do know last week we had a couple instances where we talked about there was a big game, I think, over the weekend, not including the uh, – we'll talk about the t- uh, the um, Wilmington High School versus Winchester game, which brought Jack a lot of uh, fun stuff. But how about Liverpool versus Man United at Anfield, right? Yeah, right, so Jack, at, give me a at Anfield where Liverpool plays. Again, like you, if you listen to the podcast last week, we lost their 7 nothing. We lost at, at Anfield 7 nothing last year. This year – People expected to be just as bad. We're we're coming in horrible form. Liverpool in good form. We can't stop anybody. Liverpool keeps scoring goals. So everybody was going into this game, including myself, being like, if if Liverpool don't win by three goals, it's it's a win. It ended up being a zero zero draw. We ended up getting a zero zero draw about it. And then you get the same Liverpool fans who spent all all week, not even all week, all month, all year, waiting for this game, going, it's going to be seven goals again. It's going to actually be, it's going to be eight this year. It's going to be, we're going to kill you. And then then, then they get mad at us for celebrating the draw. And I got I got just a clip here from Roy Keane, who, if you guys, um, Ted Lasso. if you guys watch Ted Lasso, the guy Roy Kent is basically loosely based off him. He played for Manchester United. He gave Virgil van Dijk, who's Liverpool's captain, really, really some arrogant comments about how only one team was playing to win. But this is what Roy Keane All right, let's say. hear Roy Keane. Go, Jack. We heard Van Dyke speaking there. Obviously, a lot of, of arrogance coming out of him, dishing United like that. He, he, needs re, he needs to remind himself. He's playing for clubs who won one title in 30 odd years. He said only one team wanted to win. Man United are buzzing with the point. Man United are in a difficult place. Like Liverpool have been in a difficult place for many years. So maybe that bit of arrogance backfired on him today. I don't know if it was arrogance I, personally. It, that's arrogance. That's arrogance. Man, I just he, he said Man United were buzzing. Only one team came to play. Yeah. Listen, I've come to many times here when I was at United, when Liverpool in a tough place, mm. and they were happy with a draw. Yeah, United will take the ball, but I think to dish them like that, saying, oh, they're buzzing, they're only one team wanted to win. United have one or two chances, United are up against it. Mm. And sometimes players need a reminder when they're playing for clubs, like Liverpool, and everyone's saying, Man United are this and that. Yeah, United are in a bad place, but for many a year, Man United were in a good place. And you I wouldn't think... be disrespecting clubs like he is. This is Liverpool for you. They get offended. Their players get offended when you don't play like a way where they can kill you. And they get on. Klopp even said he's like the most arrogant thing ever. Actually, was said by Klopp, who who they in the past two years they beat us four nothing. 
They beat us 5-0, and they beat us 7-0. You know what he said after the 0-0? I can't remember a time where we dominated them this much. No, you didn't. You barely you barely created any good chances. You had a ton of corners and blah, blah, blah. Roy Keane, though, he will give it to Manchester United. When we played Man City this year, lost 3-0, he gave it to the players. But he'll also give him so, some credit. Did he he'll give him some credit. Man, he played for Man United? So he played for Man United okay, in, in the 90s and 2000s, won like seven or eight titles, and he makes the point where when I was playing, Liverpool were in a great spot. There were times where we came here, Liverpool were happy with the draw. So just just be humble, and, and Liverpool won't win the league, but it just annoyed me the way that they were like, ooh, they're celebrating a draw. Yeah, no dough we're celebrating a draw. We thought we were going to get killed. We thought we were going to get killed. Uh, where's, where's Roy Keane from? He's by Ireland. Ireland. Irish, yeah, you can yeah. tell by the brogue accent that he's got. But it's hey, cook. I got a question on that arrogance. Is it arrogance of their fans or or what? And their I fans know, were arrogant. Okay, they, like, okay. he, he, I think they would even admit it going in. Like the, the atmosphere, Anfield's known for the atmosphere. Even the atmosphere was down a little bit because I think they... Expected it was such a foregone conclusion. It, it, it ended up backfiring. I know Chris Greco, who 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 has been on this podcast, um, helps coach the Wilmington basketball team. Who doesn't like me? Um, but he he even said before the game, he's like, I'm starting to think like there's so much talk about how bad and ugly this is gonna be for Man United. Like I'm starting to get worried about this game from Liverpool's perspective. And he ended up being right. So we talked about uh, last week or two weeks ago about a zero zero tie. There were only like three, and yeah. then that game comes zero zero tie. Uh, is that considered a win? For Man U, uh, like, uh, is it a uh, we don't? There's no such thing as a moral victory, but a tie is a tie. And uh, was it something that uh, was not expected? How about I put it that way? Look, it, it, in in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't help us that much. Like that point, it could. You know, at the end of the year, it could help us. But like, it's just the fact that what happened. Like, you got to understand what happened last year, the seven nothing, and the fact that it looked like it. The way we've been playing, it looked like, hey, it could maybe get ugly again. So that's why it's a win. I mean, the fact that we just didn't get killed. It's, it's honestly, that's the, that's the spot that Man United are in. We're not in a good spot, but that's where we are right now. We have, to, we, have to, we have to be happy that we did not get killed by Liverpool. That's where we are. That's it. So take your man you had off and uh, give me a good two-second description. Was it a boring game or not? Well, <laughs> if I was watching it, what would I say? You would have probably said it was kind of poor quality, but I don't know how boring it was. It wasn't the worst. Like, the quality wasn't good, but I still think there were moments in the game where it wasn't just like a total dull game. But no, it, it wasn't a great game. No, I won't say it was a great game. The, the quality of the game wasn't great. No. No quality of game. That's good to hear. So it's almost like the NFL. It gives us a good transition to go to the NFL. A real uh, uh, Finally, on where's Man U going to end up? Are they going to make Champions League next year or what? Uh, probably not. We we hurt ourselves by not qualifying. This is the year they're given two two leagues, like an extra a fifth spot in the Champions League, the top two leagues, and that's based off like how your teams do in Europe. And sadly, Man United and Newcastle, who are two of the four teams in the Champions League this year, didn't even advance to the to the knockout stage. So that's not looking good for us. Um, I think it's top four, right? You had to make look. Top it four? depends on what happens when we get healthy. It depends on what ha- like I, I can't really say that, but when we get full, when we really get like like a couple of our key players back, that help us play better football, build up from the back and all that. But I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say we're going to finish in fifth. Okay, good Premier League talk here to start. It all boils down to this on this uh, week before Christmas. Uh, we're coming uh, here live, uh, not live because we're on tape, but we'll hear it. I think it's December 20th today. So well, as of December 20th, Jack, I want to look at the NFL. It was really a weird weekend this weekend. Some of the teams that we expected to be good were bad. Some of the teams we expect to be bad were good. Uh, let's just take through. Let's go over the top. Who do you think the top three teams in each conference are? Which and which of those teams really has a realistic chance to win the Super Bowl? Um, the uh, the um the the Eagles. I guess I guess you're still gonna say the Eagles. The Eagles, the Cowboys, and the 49ers, and then the um, I'll go Bills, uh, Ravens, and Chiefs. 
So you like the Bills after the two performances they put up to up, up recently, uh, especially the, the ass whooping they gave. Well, the Bills just means their quarterback's hot. Their quarterback's hot. They're going to win games. I mean, that's. But they're going to have to go on the road, right? And you yeah. like the Chiefs, and did you say the Ravens? Yeah. And no Dolphins. You got the Bills over the Dolphins? Just yeah, question. yeah. I trust the Bills more than I trust the Dolphins. I just quarterback wise, I just okay. think the quarterback has more upside on on the Bills than the, than Tua does. That's basically it. Like if 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 Josh Allen plays to his abilities, they can win the Super Bowl. I don't think I don't think Miami has a way of winning the Super Bowl. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. They could score you to death if they keep healthy. I think they can. Yeah, but that's um, yeah. the Bills. The way if the Bills play the way they did last week. And he doesn't make mistakes, Josh Allen. You're absolutely right. I think they could win this. That's a team that can win the Super Bowl. They're still a little bit lax defensively. And I think the teams that have the better defenses uh, are structurally will, will be the teams that can win. Like, that's the problem with the Eagles. Jalen Hurts is hurt, and he's not playing that well. So, you know, I mean, they were, what, 10-1? and one. Now they're 10-4, and four, lost three straight games. Uh, the Niners are playing really well, but they're an injury away from one of their superstars. And I hear all the Brock Purdy for MVP talk. And if Patrick Mahomes can get somebody to catch football, I think the Chiefs are dangerous. But I would say that right now I look at the Ravens have won the games they have to win. Quarterback's staying healthy. He's not running as much. Ravens and Niners probably right now going in uh, if I had a pick between those teams. So that's I'm going to put that as a right before Christmas, who's playing well, who's not. How about your Super Bowl? My Super Bowl? Uh, dude, I, I don't change my – you love to change everything. So you have the Browns I, and the who? No, I said the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Okay. And I don't love how – I don't love the way that looks specifically oh, with the Chiefs. Okay. That Cowboys-Bills okay. game, that was a scheduled loss for the Cowboys. I'm not going to look too much into that. Just bounce back next week. Like, they were so hot going to Buffalo there. Like, okay. they were obviously going to lose right. that who, game. What two teams that are playing right now? Not I don't I will stick with your picks at the beginning of the year because I, I have the Eagles and the Bills, I think I have. Yeah. What two teams, boy, that's looking good. What two teams right now do you think have the best chance of winning the Super Bowl? Um, the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Okay, so <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to, I'm just okay, not going to say anything take, different. I'll, I'll give the, you, I'll the best Because, like, I really don't love the Niners. I just don't love Brock Purdy, and I just, I don't know. At the end of the day, I just, I have some sort of feeling that it's going to click for the Chiefs. I just, I, I don't know. The defense has kind of has kind of gotten scored a little bit recently, but at the end, like I said, at the end of the day, I think Patrick Mahomes will come through. I think they'll figure something out. Like, uh, how about last year? Tony Tony had a great Super Bowl, had a great playoff right, run. Right. He's the worst. He's the worst football player I have ever seen. I've ever seen. I mean, he did it again Actually, last week. Not the week. worst, but he's pretty bad. N- name one worse. <laughs> Anybody Matt who has Jones, been cut not after even two years. No, no. Tony should have been cut after two years. Well, Tony screwed him up. On that mess. So you're going to look at, and I think you're absolutely right, defenses and quarterbacks, right? That's what we're going to look at. Is the defense more important than the quarterback? Is no. the quarterback more important than the defense? Quarterbacks. I don't care about defense at the you end of the care? day. Like, look at the Super Bowl last year. It was like 35 to 35. Like, there, right. no okay. defense was played. It was it was the offenses. The offense, in, in this NFL, your offense is going to win you games. Okay. So if Hurts gets healthier... And they could have sat if they won a couple games. They could be dangerous, too, but their defense The is Eagles terrible. are always going to be dangerous because of that play they have to get first down. The tush-push? They can always, the Philly, if they can, Philly, get, Philly, if they can get you to third and three, yep. they can tush-push you twice. They Even if they can get you to third and four. And that's a weapon. Like, they would have won the Super Bowl last year. People forget this. They had a tush-push where the dude went off sides. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah. on, a, on a third and one, they ended up punting. But they, they would have won the Super Bowl. Also, Hurts did fumble. But, like, they would have won the Super Bowl. The tush-push is, it's, it's, it's a play that uh, it makes the Eagles dangerous. Yeah, and I think situation. it's the other thing, the other play that's really changed the way football is they don't blow the whistle and then you get forward progress like for five seconds afterwards. I think there was a play in the uh, Bills game 
where one of the running backs picked up, an, a Bills Cowboys picked up like an extra 12 yards because they picked him up and pushed him. Because I saw Deion Dawkins coming in from the back side. I think that rule's going to have to change. You know, It just doesn't make sense. You get hit, you're stopped, you're done. Don't keep pushing from behind. And I think that's what they're going to change as well. The NFL will look at that rule. That'll be changed. Because it, it, it just is – what's going to happen is they're going to find a tight end who's a little bit stronger and quicker, and they're going to put a six foot five tight end under center. They're just going to get all their – people behind him and in front of him and just drill it through the hole. So that'll change. But again, let's uh, NFL, a lot of backup quarterbacks, very mediocre. People love it for some other reason. But, you know, they're going to compete over the next two weeks with the college bowls, which isn't much. But they are going to compete next week. It'll be about a weekend away, right? Next weekend, not this weekend. For the college football playoff, I want to go over some of those. Um, the Michigan line has changed more back towards Alabama, which is really surprising. I thought it hadn't moved at all. Uh, I think it's I think not maybe the line, but the ex- the experts' opinions think Alabama right now. And well, you know, I th- always thought the experts thought Alabama was going to win, win that game, and, and that's why, why I said when I made that? that pick a couple two weeks ago, you three weeks ago, I said that that line was going to move from one and a half Michigan being favored by one and a half. It's still one and a half Michigan, so I don't. That's weird. I still like the the only thing I read today was that they think about Michigan. If the longer you get in the season, more film on them because they can run the football. Uh, people have adapted to that and, and make McCarthy beat you by the air. The problem with Alabama is their weakness, the, the weakness of their defense is their rush defense. If they can stop the run, Michigan has absolutely no shot. Uh, and But in a duel of quarterbacks, I still like, and I hate to say this, it pains me, I still like Michigan to win that football game. I can't see Alabama putting together four straight great quarters against a really good defensive team. Um, they did against Georgia. Yeah, they did against Georgia, but they, uh, they're they not going to do it against Michigan. So, I again, this You don't need one. to put four great quarters together, though. You need one, really, in well, a game like that. Well, you stop them as well. Yeah. I, so, but, you, I, I still think you're sitting in the Alabama fence, I agree, right? Yeah, I've been sitting on the Alabama fence for a while now, ever since Kevin did Bama blows when they were playing Kentucky at halftime, like midway through the season. So I was right. Kevin was wrong. We do have a Kevin call to talk about the call. Okay, good. Football playoff. Okay, why don't we get there? Or do you want to uh, – anything else in the NFL? Um, no. I MVP, don't who's your MVP pick? MVP, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Your... Oh, God. I, I... And if they give it to Purdy, it's I'm hard to watching. say. It's hard to say Prescott because it's just That's the whole thing with you. the NFL. It's so up. It's like uh, you play four good weeks, and everyone's like me. Everyone's saying, "Oh, wow, Dak Prescott's the greatest quarterback in the NFL." You have one game where you're not superb, and it's like, "Oh, he sucks again." I never trusted Dak. Ever. It's crazy. I actually like the fact that that this happened. Because that they that the the Cowboys kind of sucked in that Bills game because now everyone gets to jump off the Cowboys bandwagon. It was getting a bit too crowded. I've been on it since the start. Now we get all these people off. Everyone, they're the the normal the Stephen A. Smiths of the world are back to oh the Cowboys, oh the, the fools. These fools think the Cowboys. The who thinks Dak Prescott can win? That's gone. With the bandwagons, me and Jay Trev, and we're gonna ride and we're gonna ride and we're gonna see what happens. Probably lose to the 49ers. Okay, so do you think Dak should win MVP? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay. he should. Yeah, he's had a great. Year. I think this is one of the years you could get a defense, a defensive player winning it. A Miles Garrett, a uh, the kid. What's I also blew his name. The guy. Uh, Miles Garrett's not a terrible Micah shout. Parsons, Parsons but Parsons. I wouldn't give it to Parsons over Prescott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think if it's Purdy, I'm going to be pissed because I think Debo and and McCaffrey are much better than Purdy and Nick uh, T.J. Watt. Yeah, another one. Because the Steelers suck, and they've won games somehow. Uh, they suck. They're worse well, than the Patriots. They are. I think they've they're worse really, than the Patriots. They've lost the Patriots. They really have sucked the last two weeks, though. So you say we got a Kevin Kevin call? Yeah, you want me to pull it up? He who, he who shall not be named Kevin. He's finishing up college football for us. He's had a big year. This will be the playoffs, and we've talked about Alabama-Michigan a little bit. We'll have Alabama-Michigan. We'll have Texas. 
And Washington to talk to after we hear from Kevin O'Donnell. Oh, he's Kevin. got bowl locks. He's got everything. Isn't oh, God. No bowl locks. I just want to hear the floor. No, we need locks because I get my locks. Oh, on. locks. Okay. I have Army. Go. Kevin. Well, that, yeah, that's a good lock. That's a great lock. All right, Jack and Jim. Um, here for the final podcast of the year, unless you're doing something in between Christmas and New Year's. Um, but going to get straight into the playoff preview. So Alabama, Michigan, and then Washington, Texas. I got Alabama beating Michigan. Um I'm just still not convinced by Michigan. They've played one and a half games this year, obviously beat Ohio State and, you know, Penn State, who, you know, just doesn't have a quarterback. Um, But meanwhile, Bama has just shown continuous improvement um, throughout this whole season and has built up an impressive resume, you know, beating teams like obviously Georgia, but Ole Miss, LSU, Tennessee, and then even some lower level teams like A&M, Kentucky, you know, the Iron Bowl, which was an ugly win and a lucky win, honestly, but, you know. Um, and yeah, Milrow has been getting better each and every week. Um, like I said before, he's my Heisman pick, Heisman pick next year. Um, everybody's hopping on that bandwagon now, but I was the first person to say it. And uh, crazy enough, I trust him more than J.J. McCarthy, who's going to be apparently like a top 15 pick in the draft, which is just insane. Um, for Washington, Texas, I got Washington beating Texas. I'm shocked that the line is at f- Before we get to the next game, the yeah. Bama, so he said he trusts Milrow more than McCarthy. I don't necessarily disagree with that. I will say the thing about McCarthy, I thought did play good in that Ohio State game against Ohio State. I thought he played good. So I, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I could see you saying I trust Milrow more than I, I trust McCarthy. I disagree on that because I think the quarterback makes a mistake is the quarterback that's going to lose. And I think Harbaugh will not allow McCarthy to make a mistake. Uh, that's the way they played all year. Uh, I think Milrow Milro makes mistakes up and down the field uh, all year. And this, this they have been continually improving. They should have lost to Auburn, who's a sub-500 team. No, they have been continually they improving. Lost. They have not improved. They lost at home by 10 they points should, to Texas. They should have lost to Auburn. They're not continually improving, Kevin. They are. They, they're not. Go. They are. They are. All right, let's are. go to Washington. I'll give you my pick. Or, um, you know, since beating Alabama, I, Texas has really done nothing. They lost to Oklahoma in the Red River. They beat, you know, Kansas State in overtime. Um, they beat Kansas as well. Um, you know, their Big 12 championship win against Oklahoma State. That You know, they're not really a good team. Um, just very unconvinced by them. Meanwhile, Washington has played in a very highly contested Pac-12 have won games ugly. Um, they haven't been getting a lot of style points, um, but they've made the plays when it matters. And, you know, just overall justice for Michael Penix. Um, he's my Heisman, and he definitely should have won it. I can't believe Jaden Daniels won it, but, you know, he was the popular pick. You know, he was the cool pick. No, uh, no, no. So the Heisman thing's simple, just real quick. The Heisman. Jaden Daniels was the Heisman winner, which he was the most outstanding player in college football, right? He was. Now, yes. Michael Penix, you can say, is the MVP. But he was not the most outstanding. The Heisman's not, I don't think it's the MVP, right? No, the criteria is the most outstanding, most outstanding player. Yes. player. Yes. And Daniels was the most outstanding player. He deserved the Heisman. Okay, I um, agree with you. And that. yeah, to get to you know the championship game, hypothetically, um, I got Bama beating Washington in a close one. Yeah! Um, I, I, I can't believe Bama, I'm Texas. saying this. You know, since I thought, you know, at halftime of the Tennessee game, I, I thought Bama was, was dead in the water. Um, but yeah, uh, credit credit to Tommy Reese, credit to Nick Saban, credit to Milrow. I mean, those three guys have really changed the fortunes of the season. It's been pretty incredible. Um, but on to my locks. Um, Jack is going to have Bama. So I, I'm not going to pick it. I'm going to do the other game. I'm going to do Washington plus four against Texas. Um, 
I, like I said before, I just think Washington is honestly the better team. Um, and I, and I think that they're going to beat them. Um, and don't be surprised if it's by 10 plus. Um, and then for two other locks, I got bull locks. Um, I'm just going to stick and ride with the guys who have gotten me here to this point. And those guys are Lane Kiffin, Jackson Dart, <laughs> Brady Cook, Cody Schrader. So I got Ole Miss plus four against Penn State in the Mac Jones of college football, Drew Aller. Um, and just want to give a quick shout out to Lane Kiffin for his contract extension at Ole Miss, um, taking him to, I believe, 2028. Um, I think hopefully he's found a long-term home there, which is great. Um, and then I also have Mizzou. Um, that, that Penn State, our big Penn State Ole Miss game, awesome. the, the, the Ole Miss is the Penn State of the SEC. The problem is I think Penn State did have a lot of, like, opt-outs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you get with all these bowl games. I want to I want to know when that game is and we got to get Kevin to the house. Kevin O'Donnell might Kevin Kevin to the house. Kevin O'Donnell might Kevin to the house. Okay. Kevin O'Donnell might be what? Nothing. He should not be named. What what? Nothing. Keep going. I'm very confused. You're not supposed to say his last name on our TV. Did I show. say his last name? Two or three times. Did I really? Yes, three times. <laughs> well, we'll have to, uh, Kevin, we'll, Kevin, who not who don't know your last name. We need a like a bleep button or yeah. whatever. Um I I I forgot where it was. Oh, Kev, Kevin Kevin, yeah, Jesus. I didn't know what you were doing. Kevin did, um, he, he, um, Jesus, now I'm lost. So Kevin might be the only person that isn't like an Ole Miss alum slash fan that yes. is a Lane Kiffin he fan. Might be, yeah. It's got to be the only person on the he planet. Probably is. Like, he loves Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, Jackson Dart, all these guys. Well, he loves to find Ole out where that game is and invite everyone over. Look Maybe it up right now while he finishes his call. Okay, go. Finish the call, Kev. Minus one against Ohio State. Um, Ohio State is, I mean, it's, it's just a corpse. Like, uh, so Missouri by they one have nothing against left Ohio to play State. For. They're what he just, said. just dead. They're just a dead team. Um, and Ryan Day is probably mad at Lou Holtz somewhere. Um, and Mizzou is eager to cap off really an excellent season. And, you know, I think, you know, if this was a year later from now and this was, you know, a 12 team playoff, you know, Mizzou could have definitely been, you know, in the semifinals or in the finals. I, I think they're that good. Um, I think they're an excellent team. Um, and just on to other stuff, um, just wanted to give a quick note about, you know, just Xavier in general. I, I visited uh, the university this past week. He, I, I listened to this. I'll let him get his minute on Xavier. Oh, this we is, can't listen to this. No, this Xavier. is hilarious. Say, he talks uh, about the president. Do we want no. to do Xavier now? What do you mean? Okay, we wait. Well, we're done. We have nothing more. Well, you know what? Before I give this, Xavier, we'll, we'll finish this. I'm gonna do my locks. So Kevin's locks. He had the two locks. Actually, didn't he pick three? He had three locks. Yeah, well, he was he supposed had to Bama, pick two. He had Bama. He had. Uh, Ole no, he Miss. did not have Bama. He had. Oh, he Washington. Had Washington. Washington plus four. Plus four. He, he had, had Ole Miss. Ole Miss, and then he had Mizzou. And he had Mizzou. I told him to only pick two, so we're gonna have to. I should call him right now, but it no, doesn't matter. we're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to have him uh, kill one of those because I have three, so we're trying to get even on the locks of the years. All right, so I think your he's pick? he's six and two. I'm four and three. So my locks, I'm gonna do Bama plus one and a half. <coughs> I'm oh, going to do got... Arizona by three against Oklahoma. Gabriel's not playing. Gabriel Arizona's is going to Oregon, team. so I really think I like Arizona in that game. That's gonna be a real good game, though. Yeah. I don't know who's playing quarterback for Oklahoma. That's the thing. Like, right. That's the thing with this bowl game. Like their star quarterbacks going to Oregon. Right. And then I'm also like Kevin said, this is my Ole Miss this year. Clemson minus four versus Kentucky. There you go. They have. I'm like four and zero with Clemson locks this year. They got me back into this. Um, it's been great. It's been great. I love Clemson. That's okay, my new so team. Those next year we're pumped for next year. And then we also oh. have to talk about before oh. we do stupid Xavier. Uh, Dylan Riola. Oh yeah, Trish, committing yeah. to Nebraska. Matt Rule. I mean, yep, they're yep, saying yeah. they're saying it's not. They're saying it's actually like the biggest rec- commitment in the history of um, 
in the history of Nebraska, just like Otani is the biggest signing in the history of the Dodgers. Oh, we'll talk about it later, but I'll tell you something. Just like Jackie Robinson will count. Uh, we'll do about well, Missoula, first black coach with, in the history of the Celtics. But yeah, but with Raiola, his father was a superstar player at Nebraska. His uncle is the offensive line coach at Nebraska. What is the shock there that Matt Rule pulled him in? I mean, it's a fa- the family has a lot of that draw. That history draw has a lot. If he doesn't play in the first year, he sucks in the first year. He's going to transfer anyway back to Georgia. So it really doesn't matter. You're okay. The message boards were funny. The Georgia fans were all salty. Their reasoning for him, it wasn't his uncle and his father. It was he probably funny. likes um, girthy farm girls, and oh that's why God, he went to Nebraska. That's literally that was a comment. Oh Lord, save us, yeah. Georgia. Okay, so <laughs> you, you you got your locks. You got three. Kevin's got three. Or you have two. I have three. Kevin has three. He has. So Kevin's got to drop once you're even. Yeah. All right. So well, I could so figure you're, out another you're gonna, one that I want. Uh, uh, let's go. Final the final four. You're taking Bama. I'm going to go Bama, and, and who? I really don't think Texas is good. I don't think they should have made it. Uh, but I don't want to have the exact same picks as Kevin, so I'll go Texas, and then I'll take Bama. Okay, and I'm going to go Michigan-Texas to the final. I'm going to go that, that Washington-Texas game. Uh, I'm going to go probably the over there on my lock. I haven't seen the over-under there. <laughs> your, lock, the your lock's the over, and you don't even know what it is. I don't care. Just, who cares? It's gambling, for Christ's sakes. I'm not putting any money on it. And then I like, um, I'm telling you right now, that Texas is going to win the national championship yeah, that's, over Michigan. That's, that's a take, honestly. That's a take. And then Kevin goes, well, they didn't really play anybody. I agree. Well, Nebraska, Nebraska uh, Alabama, they can't even beat Auburn, for Christ's sakes. They did. They did, but they can't. And uh, I, I'm just sick of Alabama. Done. Okay, so I got, I'll got. i go Michigan-Texas in the final. You've got Alabama-Texas. Kevin's got Alabama-Washington. Nobody's like Washington. So that's our college football uh, takes. And he's got a Xavier take for us. Yeah. God Almighty, poor. He, well, poor he guy. was there, he was there this weekend. Oh, he went to Xavier this yeah. weekend. Okay, let me listen. I'll, I'll keep me on the camera. I listen. I'll just make faces at him. How long? Last weekend, went to see uh, the basketball team play Winthrop as they get ready for Big East play this week. And, Powerhouse Winthrop. Um, Winthrop wanted yeah. to give another shout out um, on this little note, voice note <laughs> to President Colleen Hanich um, for visiting myself and you know just a large group of people um, that were at the at the game and you know in Cincinnati for the weekend for a very important. Kevin working his nice job. Now the president's coming after him for his money. Money, probably. Kevin. Yeah. All she's beating with you is for money. I'm telling you right now. They're glad you're looking for um, money. She's a class act and uh, represents the school tremendously. And I'm really glad that the university is in safe hands with her moving forward. Um, you know, she took over for the legendary father Graham when I was getting into uh, my senior year, and things you know continue to be looking up for the school. Um, the med school is going to be built and ready for 2027, I believe. Show. They're receiving record-breaking gifts and donations happening right now. Um, and Kevin, most importantly, show. we beat Cincinnati in the Crosstown shootout a couple weeks ago, which was awesome because Cincinnati is, you know, so far had an excellent season and we've sucked and they still can't beat us, which is great. Um, so want to wish uh, Sean Miller and the team the best of luck, you know, as they start off Big East play um, against Rick Patino and St. John's um, tonight, um, at least when you're doing this podcast tonight on Wednesday. Um, you know, my hope is that we go, you know, maybe a couple games over 500, go like 12 and 8 or 13 and 7 in conference play, and maybe we can get like the last bubble spot in the tournament. But Never I, I don't gonna think that's going to happen. Dayton playing um, and then, you know, just another thing I need to note is I can cannot wait to see Arsenal beat Liverpool at Anfield this weekend. So 
All right. So uh, we, see- we were at Anfield last weekend. Kevin, Kevin's going to Anfield this weekend. They got a good chance of winning that game, though. But he's talking about Xavier. Xavier, the fact that you can say that in, in one sentence, you can say the names Sean Miller and, and Rick, Rick Pitino, Pitino and not yeah. like, yeah. and not make, like make a comment about like that. This. Yeah, it's like, what? Uh, I agree with Those two guys the together? Two cheaters, cheaters of all cheaters, cheating. Yeah. Uh, we have a. I have. I have no. Uh, no college basketball on my list here. I just want to make note that well, Kevin uh, was big, uh, Zach, giving his recruiting pitch for applying oh, yeah. to Xavier. There. He was. Yeah. So if you want to apply to Xavier, Xavier is in Cincinnati, Ohio. I don't know. It's a kind of Catholic school. Um, probably have to take religion classes. Um, I don't know what side of the Israel Hamas piece that Hamas they sit on, but um, uh, if you get in front of the Congress and you're from Harvard, MIT, or Penn, I would warn you not to talk. So in college basketball, the only big I think thing you that, have to talk if you're in front of Congress. The only thing, the only, the only big thing I think happened was the um, oh oh you can I, plead the fifth. I have to say this real quick. Okay, Jay Trev last night uh, talking about John Morant said something about like as long as he just doesn't keep violating the Fourth Amendment. Jay Trev's the only person on the planet. Like I love Jay Trev's brand and like I love the world Jay Trev lives in. He's the only person on the planet who like doesn't know what like the Second Amendment is and isn't like. All this controversy, the Second Amendment, and Jay Trev's just out there and just watching football. It's great. That was awesome. It was like it was like Trump Tower in a text. If you heard that story yeah, about that Jay Trev, sense. Trump Tower, the Fourth Amendment, search and seizure. They search and seize his house for his guns that he was floating around in, in public. Probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> just wanted to bring up that I am a big Arizona guy because my niece goes there. Your your cousin and I saw them play, and I think they're a really good basketball team. But Iowa sort of figured out. A little bit. Purdue um, or Iowa? Purdue. I keep saying them Iowa because that girl's always, Caitlin Clark is always in my brain because that's why I get Iowa. But Purdue was Zach Andy. And uh, my, my brother told me because he watched the game, they hit a ton of threes. If their guards hit threes, they're going to win games. Everybody's going to be like that. You know, Celtics last night. If they hit threes, they win. If they shoot miserable three, they lose. But um, Purdue is probably, I think, back to number one, uh, beat Arizona. College basketball is just a mix of all sorts of teams. Uh, that can win or lose. There's probably still only about six or seven teams that can win the national championship. Uh, as far as Xavier's concerned, the Big East is, com- is criminally overrated this year. Big East won the national title last year. Uh, the, the only thing they have is they have the old AAC guy, Connecticut. They don't bring the AAC team in, the American team, and they don't win shit. Uh, that technically, though, it's it's it, more of an old Big East team. It's an old Big East team, they were, team. They were recruiting all their players in the, in the American, and now they went to they chopped up. Well, the they did. UConn did win a championship of the American when they were recruiting all their players in the Big East. Probably true. No, they won a championship of the American when they had all their Big East players. Right? Yes, correct. Kevin yeah. Ollie, he cheated everywhere, though. Can I Kevin Ollie, though, Kevin Ollie, I think that was like his first year. He's a horrible he was. coach. He was. Um, on the, just real quick before we finish NCAA. Uh, it was uh, Kelly, Coach Kelly from UCLA, who came up with really a good solution to their issues where you just completely separate out the G5s and the P5s just in football. And you split those out into their own worlds. And then, therefore, their other sports don't have to travel like Stanford to Duke uh, for a basketball game or for a track meet. I think it was a, it's somewhere where I think we're going to actually eventually get to. Uh, there are a lot of issues with um, – Money and television and the Congress and everything else, but eventually I think we're going to see a split of football be its own entity, and the NCAA, every other sport, will live under the NCAA. NCAA will make their money on the college basketball, which they can distribute to other teams, and football will make their money on football, of course. But I thought that was a really interesting take by Chip Kelly, uh, Chip Kelly out there at UCLA. I saw that interview from him. Uh, that's it for college hoop for me. Now we had a big argument at home, probably was the last Thursday night. The Celtics were playing somebody. And we argued about baseball like for 20 minutes, and it was the Red Sox. So 
Uh, Jack, give me your. Do you, do you have any audio on the Red Sox? No. No, they're not even. No, worth, they're not even. Happened. They're not even worth my time talking about. They're no, they are. You they're a waste. About no, you they're a waste. Yeah, that's what I'm bitching about. They're a waste of time. They're literally a waste of time. Why? It's not worth my time. They're going to do nothing. They're going to sign a bunch of garbage. They're not going to make any trades. They're, 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 uh, Brian Bell is going to start opening day. The second pitcher is going to be Chris Actually, Sale. Chris be, Sale starting no, opening day has all been announced. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. If did you, you listen, it, did you listen to Alex? If you think Chris Sale is going to be healthy on opening day, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Um, okay, but. Like How they're much? not worth talking about. We we suck. We're horrible. We're so done. you're we're you're under we're the second belief. rate team. We're second rate team. The, we're not the Reds. You're under the belief. And you're going. Oh, we didn't. You're under the belief. I, I said this, and I will repeat this again and again and again. You don't win in December, right? Yeah, you kind of do. Only two players that the I mean, Red Sox like, probably should have gone hard after got signed. Kurt Schiller. Soto. So, so is Josh Beckett, when was that trade done? The they trade won. was done when Theo was hiding. It was January. In January. So, so they, they, they uh, didn't win they in December did. that year. They won in January. Right. No, they didn't win they in won January. 2007 in January when they got Beckett. So, you do win in the offseason. That's you a, that's win a the terrible off- quote. But uh, who is, who's left to be signed? So let me ask you this. If Yamamoto signs with the Red Sox, I don't think he's going to sign with here. But if he signs with the Red Sox, does that change your opinion? Of course. Of course. So you're a hypocrite. But you can't. What do you mean I'm a hypocrite? How does that make me a hypocrite? You go, they're not going to do anything. They do something. Oh, they did something. Yeah, that's just questioning. That's, I love this argument. It's called it's, proving it's, it's me wrong. Argument. This Hypo- argument nobody hypocr- can win. That is the least hypocritical thing ever. Being hypocritical would be me saying that... Um, being hypocritical would be me saying that they still are a waste of time after they sign Yamamoto. That would be hypocritical. Okay, so they're a waste of time now. Yeah, and well, they're, on January they're going, 1st, they might not be a waste no, they, of time. No, 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 no. They're not signing Yamamoto. I don't think they're going to sign Yamamoto either. Yeah, no, they're, right. they're going to but be a waste of time is, on what January is, 1st. What would be a successful offseason if they, if let's say they offered Yamamoto a certain amount? But what, I would have so, taken Glass now. Okay, oh, wait, I have already told you about Glass now. I'm going to tell a podcast we're about Glass now. He was never, ever, ever, ever going to be traded by Tampa to the Red Sox. We could have offered them... Kurt Schilling, and they want to take him. Yeah, no, that's not true. No, Tampa was never trading within the division. No, that's not true. Never. That's just not true. And Mar- uh, Margot, who we once had, do you remember who Margot was traded for? Yeah, Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, there you go. Craig Kimbrell signed with Baltimore. We should have signed him, too, for Christ's sakes. No. Now all these teams are signing him. Look, this is all I'm going to say is they suck. They're a waste of my time. I'm not, e- I'm not even, I'm not losing sleep with them. I have bigger fish to fry like the freaking Wilmington High School basketball team. Yeah, we're going to then, we'll come up on that in a second. Talk about Jack's, um, Local personality, Mr. Jack Boyle, yeah. getting trashed on. We're going to go over that, too. Um, but in baseball, I just want to harken back to Ben Verlander's tweet yeah. about signing I mean, Yamamoto was the biggest signing the Dodgers have ever done. I don't know if it was biggest. It might have. He actually, I think he, no, I think, yeah, it, big, he actually worded it worse than biggest. He said most important. Most important signing the Dodgers ever. You know, why are people so stupid? That is, my take on this is, Ben Verlander, I know your brother is probably, what's his name? Justin. Justin Verlander. But you're an idiot. You you know, now I read Keith Law made a point. He's just trying to get people to click him. It's just a ridiculous Oh, that went mega thing. viral, yeah. If he wanted to go viral, he did. No, you know what, he though? Did. I'm, he did. And I'm not going to, I don't, you know what? I don't think he's that smart. I don't think he's smart enough to know, ooh, this is going to be like crazy. I think he just totally didn't even think. And he just said it. Because he's he's been a he's the biggest yeah, Otani. He loves Otani. All he does, Otani, Otani, Otani. I don't think he even thought. I don't think he did that on purpose. So just like Jay Williams, uh, Jay Williams didn't oh, do that on purpose. Oh, that's another one. Let's forget about that one. Yeah, 
And, and Celtics have had three black coaches. Before. Three, more than three. He did. Uh, he, more than three, one. Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, because Satch coached, uh, Casey coached, ML Carr coached, Bill Russell coached. That's four. Doc. Doc coaches five. Wow. wow yeah. You're right, so you're Joe right. Missoula was right. not the first one. He was the no, sixth. Adoka, <laughs> uh, not Missoula. Oh, yeah. It was. Missoula's no. not black, is he? Missoula's white, kid. What are you talking about? Joe Missoula is white. I don't know about that. But, yeah, it might have been Ime. Ime was African-American. And the Celtics have been on the forefront of, of we'll have that, to We'll have to ask um, Richard Mendenhall what he thinks about that. Oh, my that. God. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> Everything happens at the end of the year for a reason, I think. But yeah. back to Verlander. You know, how can you be so stupid? You know, and I think, again, <clears throat> before we go to everything else that's happened, it's the, the generation and your generation. You, may, you asked me, can I give you a trivia question that happened in my time? Well, yes, but things – and I'm not accusing you of this, by the way, but I'm accusing other people – Things happened before, you know, what you see today. And, you know, you break the color barrier in professional sports. Is, is, the, is to me, the number one thing that happened in, in athletics in the 20th century was Jackie Brown's break the color barrier. I thought it was Babe Ruth calling a shot. And that's number one. And that's still number one, even up till today. Otani already signed. Otani already signed with the Angels, so he's already been in America. He's already brought that Japanese brand to America. And for him to have the audacity, even to say the Dodgers, the greatest Dodgers signing was getting Mookie Betts for nothing and then signing him for nothing that the Red Sox could have done. The best thing with him was sneaking uh, Freddie Freeman away from Atlanta. Why is Otani the greatest signing coming off two Tommy Johns? Regardless of the fact that, that um, Jackie Robinson signed in 47 and broke the color barrier. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's hard. It's, you know, it's I, I, my question to you: Social media is so corrupt. Uh, everybody, all you want is a. And, and this, we'll come back to social media because you you've been involved in social media this week um, with some things that happened at the high school level. Uh, but social media is 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 just it's you gotta. How do you filter it out? You know, I could tweet anything out I want or X anything out I want. It, it's not that big. It was funny. Come on. It was fun. When, when, when he does that, it's funny to laugh at him. When Rashad Mendenhall does that and everyone's making hypothetical white black rosters, it's funny. Who cares? Honestly, who cares? There's some serious stuff that happens on social media that probably should be taken more seriously. But who cares when he tweets about he's the most important signing in the history of the Dodgers? I just think I don't care. I just think it's arrogant. You know, <laughs> and it's like your boy there uh, who we talk about at the beginning of the show. It was arrogant of the Liverpool fans. It's arrogant of the writer. If you know better, you should know better. Uh, and I guess you're not going to lose any credibility because people are going to forget about it in two weeks. And and you know what? It goes to the Dodgers too, just like Liverpool. One title in 30 years. One. And it's not even real your title. So <laughs> that's that's true. And you're they both actually arms. won in the same year, 2020. You're up in arms and thinking that um, they're going to get Glasgow and Otani, and I'd still they're still going to lose in the first round. Yeah, obviously, it's because the they don't have enough pitching depth to, to win. So you, we bitch about the Red Oh, Sox no, they do have enough pitching depth to win, for sure. They're the best pitching staff in baseball now, for they, sure, if uh, they can get healthy, yeah. Oh, if they can get healthy. Well, if Bueller comes back healthy, if Glasnow is healthy, if— um, Okay. Bueller well, goes really, just those two alone, I mean. And then and then a year down the road, if you can get Otani in that, those three pitchers, whew, watch out. Okay. All right, I, I, who, I'm done okay, with baseball. Done with baseball. The, the Red Sox are useless. Ben Verlander's no, an idiot. Those I'm are the takeaways. The continue, Yankees are having a really good offseason. I'm going to continue to bring up baseball because— at some point, the Red Sox are going to do something. You're going to be pissy, or you're going to be happy. Simple as that. Hal and Cashman do this every like five years. We'll have a massive offseason like once every five years. So now they bought themselves another five years of. So they bought themselves a year, but they haven't won a pennant in how long? Twenty oh nine. 
Yeah, it's been a while. But that, so, no. the, so the San Francisco Giants, who are also in the bidding for all these people, and, and, and that was the other thing about Otani. Didn't somebody write that he didn't go to San Francisco because it's so dangerous because they're homeless population? Did you read that too? No, I saw that they were having issues with free agents with that. But oh, yeah. free agents, not just Otani. It doesn't okay. make much sense. It's like, what are you more worried about? The, like, are you worried about the homeless people in San Francisco? Or are you worried about the taxes? I think if you're a professional baseball That's player, the taxes insane. are more of a detriment to signing with the with the Giants than freaking homeless. But what do they care? They're living in the rich areas of the place. And in reality, the uh, taxes. Steph Curry ever, stopping yeah, people from building yeah, houses yeah. out there. And te- <laughs> The, uh, Otani can do that. The uh, the taxes issue, I think, is the big issue with the deferrals for Otani as well, because you're in ta- California, which is taxed the highest place. I think only other than maybe Hawaii, uh, uh, income tax highest. So what's he gonna buy a condo in Miami or no, something? No, he'll taxes when, there. He'll, when he starts to collect the six to eight million, he'll establish residency in Texas. What if wherever. he establishes residency? He's gonna live in Japan though, so I, I don't know. I don't know how we, that's we don't know. Work. The, we'll have to we'll get into But he, he will not be living in California. Is Paul Curtin around? Optical. I talked to him last week, but optical. He will not be living in. Um, he won't be living in California when he starts collecting six to eight million. I can tell you that right now. So, and I, I, the other thing about the Otani before we go off baseball is, it's a smart deal for the for the for the player if he doesn't mind deferring the money. It's a smart deal for the Dodgers because they could care less. They go six to eight million dollars in twenty five years. But um, there's there are places in the in this game of baseball that finds like. How come the Dodgers are skirting the rules? How come Otani's changing the rules for himself? So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out as well. But, again, baseball is going to go on hiatus now for probably two weeks. Uh, and we're just, like I said, we've talked about the NFL, uh, and we've talked about the NCAA football championship, uh, and we've talked about uh, the MLB. we talked about uh, soccer. We never talk about hockey here. I know nothing about hockey. I know the Bruins are losing a little bit. Uh, one of the things we've talked about over the last two weeks is the Wilmington High School basketball team. I had the privilege last night of covering the, I call it the girls game here on WCTV. The girls went 50 to 25. Uh, I see them maturing as a team. Uh, the kids that have been playing since they were freshmen are starting to play a lot better. Uh, they got great effort. You know, um, Dylan Bresnan's sister, Shaylin, had a really good game, but was really tough underneath. So Arlington was a really straight, strong she team. She tall, I'm assuming? She's a big girl. Yeah, she's good. She, she gets mean. Like, if she could be mean like Dylan was mean on football. I don't uh, think Dylan was very no, mean. but she's a, she had a great game, and, and all the girls did a good job, won by 25 points. It's good to see them mature as a team. The only problem with the high school girls team is that their numbers are sort of like kind of weak, so it'll be a, it'll be a, it'll be a tough issue for them. And then all to the boys who played their third game last night. Jack had, was quoted as saying something about 35-plus if they beat Winchester. They ended up losing to Winchester in overtime by one. Jack worked that game. Um, I want you to say some positive things about the team. Well, Akira, quick. It's the same thing. I thought we were going to get killed at Anfield. We tied. I thought they were going to get killed. They tied. But you don't go on Instagram, like, celebrating it like, like they did and calling people out for it. No, they played really good. They looked really good. They should have won the game. Um, Winchester had a kid who looked like Eric Nesline, who just started draining threes in the second half. He was horrible in the first half. But yet, no, Wilmington played a really good game. They were better than I thought they were going to be, for sure. And then the second uh, game they played was last Friday. They beat uh, Stoneham by 10. And last night they played at Arlington, which is a pretty good place to play, play a good team. Uh, what did Chris say? They lost, they by, lost 10. by like six, so it's another thing. It's, it, here's the question. It's like... I mean, they lost to Arlington by six. They, they went to overtime with Winchester. Are they good, or did, like, the rest of the league have, like, the monsters from Space Jam come and take their powers away? I think they're better is than it, you give them credit for. I think one of the things I told the coach, Coach Amico, is they still need to learn how to win. I mean, if you're, like, we got the Chris Greco, the assistant coach, gave us. They, they, they turned the ball over a little bit too much, missed a couple open threes, missed a couple open layups, played hard, though. And, and in reality, right now, you the big teams, you want to see them play hard. I, I'm, 
I think uh, my my pick for the leading scorer, Tiago Gomez, was again the leading scorer. No, yeah. he's good play. He's number four, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He can handle the ball well. But yeah, thirty five points. I said thirty five points. If you lose by less than twenty, it's a win. You know what? It was a win. But at the end of the day, they did still kind of choke a little bit of a lead. They should have won that game against Winchester. The reason I said thirty five though is, I was a freshman. Twenty fourteen is when I entered Wilmington High School. I have all of the scores of the games against Winchester since I entered high school. Oh, you have it written they down? They played them one, two, three, four, five, six, two years off in the COVID, seven times. So before before the other night. So the scores in those seven years. The first year we had Connor Bennett, who ended up playing D1 basketball. Pretty good player. Really good player. 1,000-point score. They lost 70-53. to 53, Respectable. The next year, uh, maybe the worst... Probably the second worst team in the history of Wilmington High School basketball. Seventy-one to forty-one, they lost. Next year, seventy-nine to forty-nine. Next year, ninety-two to fifty-five. Which was their senior year? That was my senior year, ninety-two to fifty-five. Wow. Next year, eighty to twenty-seven. Oh. Next year, seventy-six to forty-eight. And then they didn't play for two years. And then last year, sixty-nine to thirty-eight comes out to a total of five hundred and thirty-seven to three hundred and eleven for a total point margin. Uh, an average defeat of 32.3 points That's per how you game. got 35? So, yeah, guys, 35 points was a fair estimate. You did you did a lot better than the history of women's in high school has done. So a I would better. say that this team he's got right now, John Amico, is is competent against the big schools, and they're proving that they lost Arlington by a short number. What's well, like, uh, but Arlington again, I, good, though? Who is Winchester playing? Like, is Winchester worse than normal? No, because they beat, they beat somebody the other night, too. So weird. Wilmington's just good. Well, it's good. I, I think that they're good basketball. I think sometimes they're bigger than they're, they're, they get too big for their britches. And like I said, I think that well, they got to they learn to close A game. big local personality is calling them out. Yeah. I calling them out. What, what does that mean? They're, it's high school kids. I'm not calling anybody out. Yeah. You hear these scores? I thought you were going to lose by 35. Right. But they did not. They and, didn't. No. And, and, and you were at the game and you got to observe. Yeah. And I got paid you, a lot of money to be there. And you, uh, <laughs> you played. It's true. That's true. And tomorrow night, uh, we're going live on 7 o'clock. The tech comes in. And one of the things that uh, we talk about this, I'm looking at the tech roster. They got like eight kids from Wilmington on the tech. The tech varsity team is eight Wilmington. There's more Wilmington kids playing varsity basketball than any other school. That's, again, though, like, if, uh, I guess I can't say anymore, but if, if you told me that the tech has eight Wilmington kids playing for them, I would have said, good luck to the tech. That's not a good thing. Yeah, maybe we, we suck. Uh, but again, maybe this group of boys, this 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 that, this three-year section of, of boys basketball teams. But are the craziest good. thing about not basketball, all eight play. But I, they know, eight. I know two of them ended up going to private schools. But the craziest thing about my age basketball and how just it was four basically freshmen, even junior and senior year would have been really like the years where my class Correct. did basketball. They sucked those two years. The craziest thing about it is if you go back to eighth grade, they finished second. In yes, the yes. whole entire like middle Merrimack Valley, right? Was right? it Merrimack Valley? Yeah, yeah the they whole lost to Lowell. Enti- the they lost to Lowell. They beat Nashua. Like, what happened? Like, how did they not win any games at high school? Uh, maybe they didn't get bigger. Maybe I know. They well, grow. they didn't. They also again, Mason the other, Vega left that right. Big, the other big. thing was with that, and and uh, Dennis Ingram was the coach, who's now the AD. Also makes the point. Andrew Almeida stopped eating meat that, too. That he had that that he had a lot of good baseball players playing basketball, and you know if you think about that team. Who was the Who was the one player? Who was the one kid on that team who actually focused strictly on basketball? Who? Joey Rivera, uh, Justin Trevisani, Billy McAvoy. Billy McAvoy. He was uh, a golfer, I don't know. Though. Amatola maybe, but he's he's a football player yeah. too. No, Amatola they, Mason, but Mason. they weren't on those teams. Right, right. So it's it's the way that works. And I would just say this: tomorrow is a big game. We'll, we're we're going to go on a hiatus for a week because I'm going to have a family show. Uh, Amanda's coming in. We're going to do a Christmas show with her. 
without Jack, the man and my dad. So we have three generations without the local person. Without the local person, because I need to keep this uh, keep this as clean as possible. I give the kids credit; they they're working hard. They love to bitch about everything. They, you're a good villain to have. I know that you appreciate the way they play. I know you appreciate some of the players. I know you think they can be better. I know how. I know why you. And like I said last year, I told Coach Miko he'd be lucky to win three games. He won three games. He got mad at me. This year, I said you'd be lucky to win eight and a half. So if you win nine games, did did, did the so. athletic director not warn him? What is the? Oh, I don't. Oh, wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say Ingram's record as a varsity coach because it's not his fault. But what was his record as a varsity right. coach? And That's and just I, how it's been in Wilmington. It's right. How it's, it's been right. in this league. And Dennis. Dennis, to his credit, has said this is tough it's a tough league like wakefield's playing well uh watertown beats burlington and and then burlington goes out wins last night with um seti rodriguez scored 36 points i mean a high school kid scored 36 points. Rodriguez. And high school kid scored 36 against us last night but you're right it's a tough league i would hope that they play well enough against all the teams they power rank to the playoffs uh i still would say eight and a half nine and a half if they win nine games i'd be very very happy and satisfied that they've had a good season, and then, and like I said, I see, I see them at school. I call the games, all the home games that we do, and I know their limitations. I just really believe that they've we've been in such a losing pattern for so long that sometimes the kids just don't know how to win. So they have the ability and they have the talent to win, but they just don't. It's just once that switch gets turned, they get that that close game against Winchester, they win. They don't. They they have a chance at Arlington and they don't throw the ball around. They have, they they should be blowing out teams like Stone, and they do. But it still has to be a learned a learned environment. They got a great coach who's very well prepared, who's going to put them on the floor with a chance to win against tough teams, and and, and then they and they have some semblance of talent, and it's just how that talent matures and matures and matures and. Not to give any credence, but we have six more games, actually seven games on WCTV coming up for the boys' basketball team that will be broadcast from the Cushing Gymnasium at Wilmington High School. I will do six of the seven. I have to go to a baseball conference or one of them. But, like, Jack, I, I know that you don't mean any ill will to them, but you're looking at historical sites and you say, okay, they're going to play Lexington uh, the week of New Year's, and, oh, my God, what do you expect from that? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I there look, I got I'm not, I got bigger fish to fry than high school kids. I got like the Philadelphia 76ers acting like they're the best team in the history of basketball. But wh- whatever, who cares? Who cares? Well, of course who care. We care. The kids care. You well, should care. Uh, yeah, I know, but Did like, you care when you played and got your ass kicked? Eh, not really. How about golf? Mm, that's more individual. Yeah, when I got killed myself, sure, but no. But when your team made the team, tournament. Did you did you enjoy playing in the tournament? Yeah, no, that was good. Yeah, I sucked in the back nine, but that oh, was yeah. good. No, it was actually the front nine. Well, yeah, it was you my played the back, back nine first. Hey, Black Swan, you ever been there? The front nine's really tough. Their back nine's easy as can be. And you watched you, 88? Yeah, I got stuck in a bunker. I got, ugh. Yeah, you did play. There were like three or four holes there. You were just absolutely horrible. Yeah, you want to trash on me? I didn't even play varsity basketball, so good. They're better than me, but, like, come on. Yeah. At the end of the day, you lost the game. You probably shouldn't be posting on Instagram about how you really proved the local personality. I well. don't think that was posted by the team. I understand. That was posted by uh, uh, the, the, the TV station here. That's all. Yeah. That wasn't the team. My own people are doing it to Our me. peeps. But they want to get the shout-out because it's all boils down to this. It's getting very popular, so it's different. Yeah, we went from like uh, an average of 50 listeners. We got it to like 70 now. It's really it's blowing up. Yeah, it is. It's blowing up. Core Discord has let us in. Libertine. So yeah, that's probably giving us another listener or two. One or two, right, on the, on the home front. Bobby so. and uh, David. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God bless David. Uh, anything else? I'm trying to think what, if I missed something today. 
but it's it's going to start to get really hectic. Uh, well, I mean, oh, we could talk about the debacle oh, last night. Oh, but I don't let, know oh, oh God! Why why do I why do I stay up till midnight and watch that? Well, the good the good thing about last night is. It exposed the people who don't watch the games. There are people last night who were mad at the coach. There are people, Bill Simmons, he he cannot have an objective, he cannot be objective about this team. Like, he, he, he you know what his take's going to be. Oh, bad loss, blame the coach. Bad loss, what's he doing with his timeouts? It's timeouts. They, they, they had great, they, it was one of the one nights where Missoula was actually calling timeouts at the right time. I yeah, thought he, he did a good job calling timeouts. Uh, I, I don't. You don't I call understand. a timeout at the end of the game. You let it go. You let that, it go. Yeah, yeah, but, you, you don't know. let the team set up their defense. You don't let all that. So you, you give just, the ball to Tatum and let him, let him, let no, him do the, the Paul Pierce clock. That's, clock the, toilet that's my issue with Bill Simmons. He's talking about the coach. The Celtics lost that game last night because their best player played, I won't say the worst, he played like he played in the finals. He played horrible. Horrible. And it wasn't like it was the shot. It was the worst shot selection game I've ever seen. There's something. There's eight players in the NBA who take more than five, five or more pull up threes per game. Seven of them shoot 35% or more on them. One of them shoots under 30%. I think you know who that is. Just go to the hoop, dude. Good things happen. Also, Jalen Brown and um, and Tatum. I thought Jalen Brown actually did play well. Jalen Brown's not their fourth quarter guy. He's not their closer. He's their first and third quarter guy. Jalen Brown and Tatum combined for one field goal in the fourth quarter in overtime last yeah, night. And that's not one good. field goal. And, and you got Bill Simmons tweeting about calling timeouts. Your two All NBA players had one field goal in the fourth quarter in overtime, and you're talking about the coach calling timeouts. Bill Simmons, come on, come on. I think the coach called timeout 14 seconds of play, set up a game winning. It was a tie ball game. You know, I let them set their defense on. I just disagree with the fact that I agree that Tatum was horrible. But Tatum just dribbling around and shoot, hocking up a bad three. What the Every time. That? And they, Stupid, also, that, they set a franchise that, record that, for missed that, threes. That is, that's coaching. That He took a bad shot because he was allowed to take a bad shot. You know, Derek White had a great game. Uh, it's play not coaching. With, you can't coach that out of no, Tatum. Co- you tell, There's you no tell coaching that, that out of the ball. You, you run can't a play. coach a superstar player out you of that. You run a play for yeah, him, but that, that, You run a play for him. I guess. Okay, but they you can't tell me they weren't running a play there. There was, I'm telling right. you right now, he got the ball, he dribbled across half court, he fiddled and diddled for like 10 seconds, three seconds left of the clock, he's got a tough three to take. No ball movement, no movement anywhere, no high ball screens, low ball screens, nothing, and he just hucks up the shot. And and because they knew they could go to overtime, then they go to overtime and they, sh- and they stink and they lose. Well, the one spin zone is when the threes aren't falling, like that's why you trade for a guy like Porzingis who they didn't have last night and go, go get right, you a bucket right. inside. But he, how, how am I supposed to know that Tatum's not going to huck up a three and not get in, in, instead of giving the ball to Porzingis when they need a basket? Who knows right, if that would have made right, a difference right. last night? He's still going to get him the ball. I don't know. It was a disgrace of a loss. That game was over. It right. Was over. Well, they've had those two losses now. Charlotte and Golden State, I think, they were bad. Well, Charlotte's just, I mean, Charlotte's that was a horrible loss. Different. Golden Charlotte. State's at least. I know Golden didn't State the, didn't has Didn't the wife beater beat them on that one? Yeah, he can't yeah. even get into Canada. He hits yeah. a game winner on freaking us. <laughs> they don't let him into the, the country of Canada. He's banned from Canada. He hits game winners on the Celtics. Yeah, and Curry's doing his little night night, dude. You're 11 and 14. You got four titles. I get it, but some at some point it just those sucks losses, losing to them Ugh. again, again, those losses help. No, they don't. They help. They, no, you I'm, know where uh, you suck. You can yeah, look where you suck. It was Watch great. We beat the Magic game. twice, and oh, we need to get over the hump against the Magic. You know what? I would have rather lost twice to the Magic and beat the Warriors. Yeah. Honestly, that's all. I, Warriors first game of five game road trip West Coast. Look, war, when we play these teams, for some reason it's these teams: Warriors, Bucks, Sixers, and the Lakers. When you play those four teams, you better win. You better win. That's it. That's how I feel. Those how about four, Minnesota? Oh, wait, who beat one them? more. I, one more. The Heat. Those are the five teams. Yep, when you yep, play those five yep. teams, you better win and you better give it all. I don't care. You better I agree win. With that. Those are the teams I want to beat. I agree. With those you. are the teams I want to beat. I agree with you. So yeah. All right. So that's the Celtics. Oh, it's so frustrating last night. That's oh. the Celtics and the NBA. I could hear you last night after midnight. Oh. I went to bed. He's a, he was not a happy camper. 
Not a happy camper. But again, it's it's going to happen. There's, it's a yeah, you're not going to go 82 and 0, but it's the yeah. way they lost that game. It's a law. Yeah, they the game they had no matter in hand, what, and all like, of a sudden they don't play defense on the three ball, and everybody's like Clay Thompson had like four open threes. All he has to do is hit two of them. That's ball game. There, well, they the Celtics did it. Was it in overtime or in regulation? They had that possession where they missed like three wide yeah, open threes yeah. and a layup in the same that possession. That was overtime. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Some of the some of the stuff they were missing last night. Franchise record missed threes, missed a bunch of layups. Yeah, you know what it happens. And the Celtics are so talented right now that every single loss that they have this year is going to get scrutinized and overanalyzed right, right, like this. Right. And it's going to be like, oh my right. god, they can't win. The sky's falling. They're going right. to end up going like right. they're going to they're going to end up being like sixty five and seventeen, and we're going to and all seventeen losses will be like, oh my god, what the hell happened here just you know what win tonight the back-to-back well we the lakers on christmas you know what right have, i think it's a west right coast trip it's I tough think, they right. sucked tough on the west trip. coast last year yes. sucked so yes, that's yes. why you want to see some improvement but tough. We'll see. it's very they're it's, still 14 at home as long as that true. keeps up you know they're going and again the regular season they play those games these are slog games you're right about the west coast trip and, and you're absolutely right end the season with 17 losses every loss we bitch about because there's at least 17 of them we could be the detroit pistons who've lost 23 straight games Right? No, we could. Or but, um, um San Antonio Spurs, who are who are losing. Hey, they beat, beat the Lakers. Lakers. They did. So that's good NBA talk. Almost end the show. Uh, like I said, uh, Christmas coming up next week. Um, we'll have a generic show. We've got uh, Amanda and uh, my father, Mr. Boyle, pop up to them. My dad uh, coming in with probably tomorrow. That'll be an evergreen show. We'll show listen to you. Hopefully, get that out sometime next week. And then Jack and I'll be back after the new year uh, to. Uh, Continue to argue and learn. The hell are learn you, and see what Amanda, happens. and Puff Up going to talk about? Evergreen. We're talking Taylor Swift. Yeah, no, I'm sure he, he has a lot Evergreen. to talk He about knows. Taylor he lives right there where she grew up. Again, he could be her neighbor and he wouldn't be able to talk about Taylor I, Swift. I, I couldn't be able to talk about Taylor Swift either. So I don't know. Well, there's a lot because it's I, actually for Amanda, it's actually pretty easy. You know, you can say to yourself, you know, what's it like living with us at home? Yeah, okay. Think about it. Like, like your mom says, what they do on the air is that's what's happening at our house. You know, we this is this is nothing unusual. Yeah, what we're doing here. So it's at the house. Uh, any final words for the uh, as we end twenty twenty three, which was actually not a great year for Boston sports either. Uh, any final words? No, just like we said, shout out for for great moments this week. Ben Verlander and uh, Rashad. Is it Rashad? Rashad Mendenhall. Right. So, those are my guys. And shout out to the, our guest this year, Jay Trev. Oh, Jay Trev in the Fourth Trev. Amendment as well. Yes, and Jay Trev. Kevin and whose last name shall not be named. And Coach Greco, Chris Greco, who was feeding us some information on last night. You should get Jade a gun for Christmas. No, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, enough. And on that How about note, Tommy T? Get Tommy T a gun. And on that note, we'll close the book here on episode 19 of It All Boils Down to This. For Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle, and we'll see you on down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of It All Boils Down to This, recorded at WCTV Studios in our hometown of Wilmington, Massachusetts. We are always open to any ideas, critiques, topics, and guests. So if anyone out there in podcast world needs to get a hold of us, we can be reached via email at jboyle22 at comcast.net. Along with Jack Boyle, I'm Jim Boyle. Make sure to tune in to the next edition of It All Boils Down to This.